Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. is Now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here to end your week. Hope you're having a phenomenal week, a phenomenal day. Crazy to think this is the last Friday where a football game does not come the next day. There's tons of high school football, though, around the state tonight. So we'll get into some high school football here in a little while. Of course, we're going to continue to talk Grizz football, Cat football. We're also going to hear... From a variety of people from around the University of Montana Athletic Department, we were uh, lucky enough to be invited to the Grizzly Scholarship Association Golf Tournament out at Canyon River uh, today. Uh, unfortunately, this first tournament that we've been invited to that I didn't actually play in, uh, but it was a fun day. We set up a booth there on hole number one, myself and Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz. So uh, some cross-collaboration, promotions, things like that. Got to see... So many people. Hello to everybody. Uh, I got to say hello and talk to a lot of you. I also didn't get to say hello because we were talking to other people, coaches, and we're going to hear from a lot of those people today and a lot of those people into next week as well. We'll get things started off with a little conversation about uh, our position group conversation for the University of Montana and Montana State. Riley Corcoran will chip in. He's seen more practice than anybody. We're also going to hear from Greg Sundberg. He is the executive director of the Grizzly Scholarship Association and the deputy athletic director there uh, at Montana. Alex Eschelman, SWX Montana Television, will join us with an update on Bobcat football about 4.30. Andrew Houghton has a footy 15 for us, which is a 15-minute excerpt from his Soccer in Snow and Smoke podcast, a uh, great surge for that podcast here 
in recent months and uh, great content coming out of there. So proud of him for putting it together and uh, so proud of all of you for listening. We know soccer is a rapidly growing sport in in these parts of the world and nobody's covering it better in the state of Montana by a long shot than Andrew Houghton, our producer in the back. So go check out Soccer and Snow and Smoke. He's got all sorts of cool stuff coming up on the, actually, Andrew, why don't you just, don't you just tell those people? We're going to play an excerpt from with Chris Chitovitsky, uh, University of Montana soccer coach, but you have a whole bunch of stuff. I, I saw variety of high school people either coming through the, the studio or on the phone line or whatever, so you got a soccer uh, pod coming out here with a uh, jam-packed full of guests. Yep, three more great interviews today. Not exactly a high school soccer preview because the high school soccer season started sure, yesterday. Right, right, right. Thursday, but hopefully yeah. hopefully late next week we're going to have uh, interviews with coaches from all across the state at all levels of soccer. So hoping to have somebody from Class AA, both the East and West boys and girls, then a boys and girls coach apiece from Class A. So six total guests just talking about uh, their teams, what they're expecting to see uh, across the state at the high school soccer level this fall. So tune into that, hopefully coming out late next week. Soccer in Snow and Smoke. Go subscribe. All your various podcast hosting platforms presented in part by ESPN Missoula as well as uh, Blackfoot Communications and Canby Taphouse. Of course, we can't uh, not mention Zootown Sports Cards either. Zootown Sports Cards has a big show coming up. September 17th down there at the Doubletree. If you're double-checking your calendars, there's no Grizz football game that day. So uh, those people are smart. Don't don't schedule something on the same day there's a Grizz game. And more people will come. So uh, September 17th down there at the Doubletree, uh, the, I guess, now kind of biannual uh, sports collectibles show uh, hosted by Zootown Sports Car. It's also a proud sponsor of uh, Soccer and Stone Smoke. So Chris Chitovitsky will help us round out hour number one from Grizz Soccer. And then hour number two, we'll have our first Garden City Spotlight of the fall. Ryan Nelson, the head coach of Missoula Hellgate, he makes his head coaching debut tonight in Great Falls against Great Falls CMR High School. And the longest tenured head coach now, I believe, in Class AA. I guess Grady Bennett's actually the uh, the longest standing AA coach, but he, he's been doing it for 19 years. Uh, but he's only been at... Only, quote-unquote, Kalispell Glacier. This is his 15th season. He was at Flathead previous to that, and I believe this is Matt Johnson's 15th season at Missoula Big Sky as well. So a couple veteran coaches who uh, we heard from Grady Bennett earlier this month, and uh, now Matt Johnson will join us today. Missoula Big Sky, they host Bozeman Gallatin tonight at Missoula County Public Stadium. So that'll get our number two kicked off. We heard from Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, earlier this week. You can check that out on the Nuanas Now podcast. Sentinel opens up at Billings West. We'll also hear from Travis DeCure, University of Montana men's basketball coach. Great conversation with Coach DeCure about the the ever-evolving state of affairs uh, in college basketball. And, uh, you know, I asked him a very candid question about how difficult it's been for him to sort of relinquish some of the things that he has always believed to be true about building a basketball program and a basketball team. And he fully said, you know, it's been an adjustment, but I think that they figured out the adjustment with Grizz Hoops, and uh, I'm excited to see what they put together, sort of the remaking of uh, a program that has been, when it's at its best, the best in the Big Sky Conference. So it's good seeing Coach DeCure today, uh, as always. And then we have a debut here today as well. Doug Fraley, he's the new head track and field coach at the University of Montana, a guy who has been around Division one track and field for quite literally his whole life. His dad was the head coach at Fresno State forever. 
Doug himself was a professional pole vaulter uh, after competing collegiately and then took about 15 years outside of the sport, got back into the sport in 2011 coaching at Tulane. He spent the last three years at Washington State, and now he is here at the University of Montana to take over the track and field program. So about 5.30, we'll hear from the new Grizz track coach. So there you go. That is your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Any and all real estate questions you have in the uh, western part of Montana, give Brent and his team a call today. Saw Brent out there at the uh, Grizzly Scholarship Association uh, golf tournament, and fun seeing him, fun seeing everybody. <laughs> He's on a, he was on a good team that we had to do some heckling with. Uh, all I got to say is if by chance our guy Kyle Sample, good friend of the show, uh, if he's listening, uh, drive that golf cart slower next time, buddy. We don't need any injuries on the golf course. That's one of the great benefits of golf. The only thing that's supposed to get bruised and battered is your ego. <laughs> I hope he's listening because because it's funny that you're getting hurt at scrambles. Come on, man. <laughs> you're better than that. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the rest of the day without stopping at a golf course. We've already watched so many golf shots. It's unbelievable. I've never been much of a golf observer, only a golf player. But we're sitting here, first hole of Canyon River Golf Club in East Missoula. Beautiful day, beautiful golf course, and uh, a beautiful event. Grizz Scholarship Association, this is sort of the wrap of an entire spring and summer worth of fundraising and promotional efforts by the GSA. And we have a ton of fun guests coming up for you here on Nuanas Now. Rally Corcoran basically co-hosting with me from this first tea, tea box. And a ton of stuff to get to, Riley, the voice of the girls. Thanks for hanging well, out. No doubt, Colton. Thanks for having me. This is a special day. I know we, we kind of threw an idea at the wall as two people that love to golf back in June of, hey, come up to Helena. Hey, we should just set up at number one in Missoula. Why not? This has turned out to be great. Great show lined up for you. I thought it was an awesome idea. When we're like, okay, let's just sit at number one and watch everybody play golf. It's kind of torturous, though, because I want to pick up a That's club right. and go play a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I was uh, hitting some bombs for these fine folks. But uh, there's been a couple competitive tee shots today a here. A couple competitive That's tee right. shots. There's guy, people are going to be driving around going, man, it was a full tournament today, and they had a couple good shots throughout. But... Yeah, we've seen a little bit of everything. Well, you know, it's a very affirming to what I believe to always be true, and that's that most people lie and most people suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, yeah, I would actually say both of those are for sure when it comes to the golf course, too. You can't believe anybody. Uh, we have been rolling through our uh, Big Sky Conference games of the week as well as our position group previews, and uh, we've gotten to uh, the defensive lines for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats, the corners. Uh, we've also gotten to the running backs and the wide receivers. And now we got, so this is going to be fun. This is the team that I think I want to heckle the absolute most. Oh, we, you know, we got We got the Grizz fan pod guys here. Well, actually, just one of them. Brent Wahlberg's about to tee off. And, uh, oh, look at this. We got everybody. Todd Johnson's here. Oh, wow. looking, looking fit like always. Kyle Samples over here doing something. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's using the bathroom. I, oh, yeah. We even got J.R. Waller, former Grizz running back, too. So, what a team. Uh, what a team. What a team. If, if none of you guys hit it past the cart path, then as soon as we're done recording this, I'll hit you one. Uh, <laughs> the, let, let's, uh, the position group I want to ask you about yep. is not the sexy one, but one that I think is maybe actually the most important for the success of this Grizz football team. And you, your eyes just lit up. Like, you thought I was going to talk about the offensive line, but I'm not. You oh, Really? I'm ta- okay. I'm talking about the specialists. Oh, beautiful. Because I uh, 
last year. There was questions that specialist. And Kevin Macias was one of the most consistent kickers in Grizz history. And Brad Buschini was, I don't know if he was the greatest punter in Grizz history, but he's the greatest freshman punter in Grizz history by a long shot. So uh, what have we seen out of the specialists? I've been to, uh, I think, nine practices during fall camp. Got a great eval on most of the team. Never was able to really identify Nico Ramos. Uh, never really saw much of Adam Botkin. And all I've ever heard about Patrick Rohrbach is that he's one of the great punters that this that the high school level seen in Montana, but I didn't get a chance to see him much either, so break it down. Well, How these guys do First doing? off, thank you for not asking me about the two topics that I've been <laughs> asked about the last three weeks. The offensive line and number 37. Those yep. have been the two things <laughs> I've been asked about a lot. So it's refreshing to talk about something else, and, I, and that is fair that you haven't seen the specialists because most, most of that work goes in at the end of practice yep, when right. you're recording your show for folks that don't know the logistical nightmare of all of this stuff. But you're right. Trying to replace Brian Buschini is going to be really tough. He broke the school record last year for punt average. The Grizz were number one in the nation in net punting, but how they feel about Patrick Rohrbach actually, in a way, Coulter, maybe exceeds the excitement they had about Bushini coming in here just for the nature of Patrick Rohrbach is so all into being a Grizz. This is a guy, he was five years old, and started going to Grizz games, hasn't missed one since, so he's all into it. He appreciates, understands the, the nature of Coach Houck breaking down the attention to detail of punting and how each punt matters. So Patrick Rohrbach clearly in the lead when it comes to the the punting side of things. Kicker Nico Ramos, a transfer, kind of the same route that we saw with Kevin Macias coming from Cal by way of Princeton and and wanting a home for one final year. He's looked pretty good to me. Camden Capser off of an injury from Billing Central. He's in the mix as well um, as Kyle Sample. We're trying to Get in his head a little bit as he lines up his tee shot. Can I do play-by-play for for golf on <laughs> Kyle Sample's shot? It's but but looking uh, nice. it is looking pretty nice. But when it comes to the kickoff duties, a little bit of a mystery right now because Adam Botkin, the Frenchtown uh, product, he's e- extremely interesting to watch. But seen Patrick Ooh, remember bounce for Sample. Wow, that's a that's a big time drive. Nice work <laughs> with pressure. With pressure. Well done. And right off the side talking. of the bunker. We, yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> so, from the kicker standpoint and, and punter, you look at Nico Ramos, Patrick Rohr back there in the lead. Kickoff specialist, I think that's pretty much out the, up there right now. I think it's an open competition for Coach Hack. The returners, that's a different ball game because he has a lot of different options. We've been breaking down both the Grizz and the Bobcats. We're here with Riley Corker and the voice right. of the Grizz. I'll give you the Bobcat breakdown as far as the specialists. It's very, very simple. You got Bryce Layton and you got... Uh, Blake Lesnar, and uh, that's it, that's all. Both those guys were all big sky as freshmen last year, and they're back in the fold as sophomores, so uh, cats are set at kicker. I thought Blake Lesnar had one of the great freshman years I've seen as a place kicker, and uh, Bryce Layton was very good at punter as well, so not much of analysis there at MSU. And one other note that I didn't uh, mention was who's going to replace the All-American in Matthew O'Donohue. Yeah, that's right. That is Grayson Pible. He was a freshman that redshirted last year out of Oregon. Hey, hey, I, hey I, if you learn from OD, that's probably hey, the best I asked, teaching. Uh, I asked Bobby Houck about it once, and he said, I said, is this kid ready? And is he good enough? And he said, do you think I'd recruit him if he wasn't good enough? Yeah, he's ready. Next question. I said, okay. Uh, If Bobby Houck's confident in his special teams, that's all that really matters. He's one of the great special teams coaches uh, in the country. Uh, Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Um, What else? I mean, have have you gotten into any prep about Northwestern State yet? Was diving in a little bit to them. I mean, they've fallen on tough times. Brad Laird is their head coach. He was the the 
well, still is the all-time career passing leader, former quarterback at Northwestern State as well. But they have had since 2004 when the teams met 56-7, to the Grizz won in the playoffs. Remember, this will be the fourth meeting between these two programs, but the first ever in the regular season. They met with regularity, 2001, 2002, 2004 playoff games, all Grizzly wins. But um, they're a mixed bag. They had six new coaches come in in the offseason. But culture, the biggest piece, just last week, their offensive coordinator resigned. So wow. that's a big-time problem coming in, obviously. I mean, that's the obvious statement of the week. But to have an offensive coordinator resign before you're coming in to maybe play the best defense in the country in a unique style. So that, to me, uh, pops off the page. They have a transfer quarterback from Kansas. Team out of the Southland. I mean, they're in the same conference as Southeastern Louisiana, who came up here for a playoff game in 2019, um, Incarnate Word. So it's just a different style of play. Um, don't know too much about them from a player standpoint, but I just think that's college athletics every team has a new roster every single year so uh shameless plug on this as we cross promote a little bit but the inside the den podcast will be out on every monday and you're going to hear from brad laird with us as i'm sure that uh there'll be some heavy northwestern state coverage on your show as well but the inside the den podcast every monday um and brad laird will be on it next monday yep should be fun riley corkin voice of the grizz joining us here on nuanas now uh it's also just so interesting to me to analyze the southland because for years, the Southland was one of the power conferences yeah. in the FCS, and now they no longer are, and there's a lot of reasons for that. I just find it interesting that if Montana was opening with Northwestern State and Montana State was opening with McNeese State, and this was 20 years ago, those are huge games. And I'm not saying these aren't huge games. They're the openers. They're FCS opponents. They're going to be good for the playoff resumes. But I think both these schools are going to be significant. I mean, multiple score, you know, double, triple, you know, three touchdown plus favorites uh, going into these home games. Well, just looking at the Sadrin rankings, yes. I think the, the Cats are somewhere in the 20 to 21 point favorite. And the, the Grizzlies yeah. are about 29 points in the power rating ahead right. of Northwestern State. So you're right, because if you did rewind it back 20 years ago, these are powerhouse games. And it kind of brings me to another point in all of this, Coulter, is people that follow the FCS, I feel that we're just starving for quality non-conference games. Yep. It feels that if you get one or two, you just wrap your arms around it and you love it. But why can't we get this more often? Even just the, the cross-conferences, because yep. I feel when we try and break down the playoff bracket, it's nearly impossible. This this trip right here for Northwestern State, it's the first time they've been west of Texas since they played Montana back in 2004. So Dang. these games are just completely foreign, and I love it just to try and see some comparisons. Be right. That brings up a great point that I know that you're going to break down with two Southland teams playing at the number three and four teams in the country on Saturday. Good to have FCS opponents on the schedule. It's actually, ironically, more realistic to have Southland opponents on the schedule because since it is a sort of a non-power conference now, those teams will come and play a, in a non-home-and-home. Home. It can be a bye game. You can sell out your stadium. So... Uh, a lot to look forward to. We're going to continue our position group breakdowns uh, early into next week where I have plenty of guests for you, and uh, we'll be rolling through the football season. You can hear Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, throughout the rest of this show as a contributor on all of our interviews here from the Grizzly Scholarship Association uh, Golf Tournament. And uh, you'll also be able to hear him every Monday starting Labor Day uh, from 4 to 5 on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. 
Tell people just a little bit about this this tournament that we're out here right now. Well, the GSA, Grizzly Scholarship Association, of course, is such a great fundraising arm for the university, athletics in general. I mean, the goal in general is just to increase members and scholarships. They're trying to get to 3,500 members this year. Website, upwithmontana.com. That has pretty much everything, but upwithmontana.com slash donate to uh, help today. I'm trying to just have the impact on 330 Grizzly student-athletes. It's amazing. We're going to talk with the likes of a Doug Fraley, the new track and field coach and various coaches throughout this show and next week you just realize how many people are impacted there's so many student athletes at the university of montana so much going on right now but uh you get priority access to tickets parking discounts all those things again up with montana.com that's the um location to go and you can just feel the energy missoula's special culture take away the the cats or the grizz angle it's special because communities wrap their arms around the universities and that's what we're doing here today you can just feel people are fired up eight days away from the first game feels like it could be tomorrow football is here still hanging on to golf Riley Corkin voice the Grizz more with him soon you want us now ESPN radio I don't know if the foxes live out here anymore but hopefully we'll see a fox run across the way but we're right at the base of the fox den out here at Canyon River one of our great sponsors here at ESPN radio and it's the Grizzly Scholarship Association golf tournament this is sort of the culmination of a Awesome summer worth of uh, promotions and fundraising and all sorts of things for the GSA. Greg Sunbury, the director of the GSA, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now and also Riley Corcoran, who will be rolling with us mostly throughout the uh, the course of this show. Great one-stop shop for us. Pretty much everybody involved in Grizz Athletics is out here right now. Sunberg, what's up, man? You were trying to think of what year this is. This has been going on for decades now. <laughs> it's, uh, for, we were just talking about 40-plus, and, you know, these events um, – are, are so important to us on, on a variety of levels. One, of course, uh, the proceeds go to the Grizzly Scholarship Association, which supports student-athlete yep. scholarship. And then it's just great to interact with our, our loyal supporters. Our coaches um, value our supporters and, and those that get behind the program. So it's just a, a fun fun time. You get a swing some, have some cold cold beverages, a few hot dogs, and <laughs> Here we go, five, five, six hours, and we're having a lot of fun. Today. Well, see, I've got a two-part question for him. This is fun for me, Coulter, because I get to interview him now rather than just to jab him in the booth a little oh. bit. Number one, Greg, <laughs> yeah. this time of year, what title do you like most? Executive director of the GSA, deputy AD, or or color analyst for the radio, <laughs> for the radio network? So. I'm going to go one more. Okay. Head coach of the Patriots, ah, sixth grade football. Let's go. He even adds that to his plate. This <laughs> what guy, offense this is he going to be running? Uh, oh, oh, send Multiple. Spartans. It's, My, it's oh, Spartans. Okay. Yeah. I was guessing, well, you should just throw a loop in uh, what Coach O's doing. Just run the spread wing tee. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the future. I love it. No, to be honest, I love it all. I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, the fall, so much activity, so much energy on campus. And then the athletic department, we're full steam ahead. Volleyball, soccer, cross country, and, of course, Saturdays in Wagres. How much is the move of this tournament from the end of the tour now to almost kind of the kickoff? I know, like Coulter said, it's the end, maybe the fundraising leg of the, yep. the GSA tour. But it really is now the kickoff, I feel, for the fall sports season. How has the change maybe affected it's you guys? It's been awesome. Yeah. And one of the things is weather. Even though we're sitting here <laughs> 70 degrees and it was 100 just a couple days ago. But we we managed uh, the weather June in Montana, right? It could be snowing. It could be 100 degrees. Yep. But to your point, we thought it would be a great way to just kind of bring people together, get our coaches out here, and kick off the, the school year. How'd the summer go? What do you think you guys got accomplished from a GSA perspective and an athletic department Yeah, we, we did some changes with priority seating, and, and a lot of people stepped up there. Um, 
I think our, our staff has, has been together for a while, and we're working in unison with Dan Ingram, Jared Amos, and, and Colson Randall. We've been really, as you know, Coulter, really, really pounding the facilities. Yep. And uh, we're excited to get the, the new indoor underway after the first of the year. That's all set, fundraised for. We've got a few more projects, but the focus has been facilities, and we've, we've got a few more check marks to go with the Lady Grizz and Volleyball Locker Room. How do you sort of gauge the enthusiasm around the state? Because, I mean, there's always going to be enthusiasm for Grizz Athletics. I think that's actually one of the best things this institution has going is the brand seems almost unbreakable, yeah. right? Everybody's excited. But there is a, sort of a lot of new stuff on the horizon, right? A lot of hype coming into football. Got a new women's basketball coach who had, had a great first year. So how would you sort of gauge just the, the enthusiasm around the state? I think people love the direction of Grizzly Athletics right now. Yeah. We, you go up and down those halls, and Coulter and Riley, you've been able to interact with them. Of course, our new head track and field coach yeah. on board. Fitting our culture, good people, hardworking, Montana values, right? Roll up the sleeves, get after it, uh, respect one another, and rally around one another. And I, I really feel like we've got that going. It's funny. I always say I don't care when August 1 hits. It could be a Saturday, Sunday, or Wednesday. <laughs> it flips, and people, all eyes are on Grizz Athletics. And you know it because the texts and the emails and the phone calls sure. and the energy. But everybody that we've been speaking to, they're just pumped up. They're ready to go. They are ready to go. Well, how hard is it to maybe contain some of that excitement for football specifically? I want to go to that arm right yeah. now because, I mean, this is our seventh year that we're going to work together. And That's it's crazy. not even – it is crazy. We're all getting older. That's you, the case that yeah, seven years – You still years, look 12. Hey, You're Benjamin like, Button. Yeah, is according he, to the, he's, the he's, been, he's been anointed by E. Grizz as the mighty Benjamin Button, the guy who never gets a day older. I think it's great. I, I mean, Brad Pitt played it, right? That's got to that's be some sort of compliment oh, a little bit. I, I digress. I digress a little bit. But but what what can you compare it to maybe of years past? This is the excitement level going into the year, and maybe just the expectation level being yeah. back to where people expect it to well, be. Well, it is. It, here's the thing, and, and Coulter alluded to it. All eyes are on it. People know what's going on in For our sure. program, right? They, they, they follow it intently, like intensely, I should say. They know the X's and O's enough. They know the depth chart and what the offseason brought. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, knock on wood, with the coaching staff we have, there's high, high expectations, folks. And it was a fantastic year. Last year, I think it was unfinished business. They got some new pieces, more depth, and I- I'm ready to see this thing go. I- I'm I am really stoked to see this Grizz football team take the field on September 3rd. One thing I think is sort of exciting, too, I got my Grizzly Scholarship Association pamphlet in the mail. You'll be receiving a little money from me. You know, I'm hey, not hey. rich. I'm just a journalist. Thank but, you. Well, you know, I'll give you about one-fourth of my net worth, five, $500. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. <laughs> hey, and by the way, to that, I know we're joking really quick. I know. But folks got to realize every dollar counts. Oh, for sure. 100%. Every dollar counts. So I just want – a lot of people say, I can't give you 10000 Can you give us 50 bucks? Well, that's not enough. No it is. No, it well, is. Yeah, it is. So I just, I know we're joking, and that's awesome, and thank you for your support. Every dollar counts, folks. But I saw that uh, you're going to get some free passes to volleyball and, and soccer yeah. games, and I'm actually very excited about soccer because we've seen, from what we do at ESPN Radio, how much the sport of soccer has grown. And just in terms of success, the University of Montana soccer team has been, the, I mean, it's been the top program in the athletic department the last four years. Chris Chinovitsky's done a great job. So, um that's a great opportunity, though, for people if they donate to the GSA. You can go see yeah. the best in the big sky. For free admission. And I'll tell you what, I'm uh, you going to have Chris on the show yeah. sometime yeah. today. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys, you need to spend some time with Coach Chitovitz. Oh, he knows how to build a winning culture for it, sure. It's wow. unbelievable. He came into our board meeting. Uh, quick story. Got out of there. Every single board member came up to us and just said, 
holy cow, we need to get behind this guy and for what sure. he's doing for our student athletes. So, yeah, free admission soccer. Allison Lawrence has got a, a great group of gals. Yeah. They're ready Experience to compete. Experience back for the first time in a while. We're, we're, we're pumped up. We're, we really are. Okay. The final question. Everyone wants – it's burning. They want to know. Okay. They're – how did Yahtzee originate? <laughs> Where did this thing start from? I mean, we've got your son Drew here. Maybe you know, he can tell I, I, me. I, I, I know you've got a board game in your yeah, office, yeah, but that might have been after school. the fact. I, up, I, yeah. You know, up in my uh, grandparents' house, up on uh, Center Street, up on the hill in Butte, <laughs> we used to roll a lot of Yahtzee around Christmas and the holidays, and maybe that's where it came from. Because nice. we did Excitement, play. Like you the know? old school. I don't know, but it's it. we're having fun with See, it. See, isn't it great? I love it. Yeah. Greg Sundberg here on uh, Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Thanks for being hey, here, Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate all you do for you the bet. Grizz. All right. Yahtzee, baby. I don't know how many touchdowns the Grizz are going to score this year. I also don't know if anybody's going to score any touchdowns against them. So, <laughs> Greg might not get to use his call as much. Maybe he has to find a, a new call for the uh, for sacks and picks and tackles for loss. Who knows? Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. How about us? Putting together the radio puzzle, and we're somehow still on time, even though we've already had a couple guests on the show. More with Riley Corcoran, the voice of the Grizz. But also, next, Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana, reporter there on the ground in Bozeman. It's our Montana State Minute. She'll join us to give us an update on the Cats. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I always know when Andrew lets the guest pick the music, especially when I'm expecting to come back in here and sing my heart out to some Sturgill Simpson. A little ACDC to get you pumped up here on your Friday. What's up, everybody? Nuan is now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the new ESPN Montana app. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks so much for being here. Now, I have a, I have a feeling that the uh, next guest was the one that chose this song. Now, Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, joins us on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Is that your pump-up song, Alex? <laughs> Colter, you know what? Andrew asked me, is that any song request? And I said, in honor of high school football season kicking off tonight, let's do a little ACDC. I mean, you got to go with a, with a classic football pump-up song. And actually, it was blaring a little earlier at Bobcat Stadium as Belgrade and Glacier were making their way into the stadium. And so I just 
said, you know what, we got to go with that song since I'll be at that game tonight. <laughs> well, very good. When you were uh, when you were cheering at, at the University of Arizona, did you have a favorite song to cheer to or to or that the team ran out to or anything like that? Oh, that's a great song. That's a great um, question, Coulter. Um, of course, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, right as we speak. But I one of a one classic one that quite frankly annoys me a little bit is Jump. I mean, that's always <laughs> at everything. But sure. I, I don't think I have a favorite. What is your favorite? Oh man, well I'm like a hardcore guy, so you got to give me some Metallica, you know. I maybe I need some System of a Down, some Alice in Chains. I don't know. I'm 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 a I'm a metalhead, so you know a lot of stuff we can't play Love here uh, on this show. Well, you mentioned that uh, there's a game at Bobcat Stadium tonight. There's another one in uh, eight days with Montana State hosts McNeese State. But let's talk about the one tonight, Bozeman. Uh, Bozeman and Glacier is, uh, I guess that that's sort of the first uh, game there in the in the city, and I know that there's a game over at Bozeman High as well. So tell us about all the stuff going on over there. Yeah, so we've got Glacier in town facing off against Belgrade. Belgrade right, right, because Bozeman Gallatin's over here. My mistake, I mixed them up. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Hey, hey, you know what, Coulter? There's so many games across the state, so it's easy to get them mixed up. And then there's Bozeman, like you said, at home at Van Winkle Stadium against Helena Capital. So two really interesting games. Belgrade and Bozeman both lost to Glacier and to Helena Capital this time ago last year. So it will be interesting to see what this year brings. Going to be some prime matchups there for sure. I'm so interested to see Helena Capital because they've had a very strong uh, team the last couple of years, and it's sort of a culmination with a lot of those guys being seniors. They have three Division One commits on their team, so it should be a tall task for Levi Weshi's crew there at Bozeman. Also interested to see Belgrade under uh, a first-year head coach. Give us the scoop on what's going on at Belgrade because I've only ever known in my 11 years since I moved back to Montana, Eric Kinnaman is the head coach of Belgrade. So what's going on uh, with Belgrade and the, and the coaching right. ranks? Yeah, so Coach Hunter, he is the first-year head coach there. However, he has spent many years, I want to say 14 seasons, as an assistant coach um, at Belgrade. Uh, So quite a long time under Coach Kinnaman and definitely knows the system, knows Belgrade. Is making some minor tweaks, but when I was at their practice a couple weeks ago, he said, you know what, we're just making – a couple minor changes, but everything else is going to stay the same for the most part. They have a much larger senior class, and it sounds to me that this group of seniors are really fired up. They're taking you know, ownership of the team and holding people accountable. So I'm excited to see how Belgrade does this year in their fourth season of going into double-A play. Well, it certainly be a challenging matchup tonight against Kalispell Glacier as well. Grady Bennett, Kalispell Glacier head coach, joined us last week. Always great having uh, Coach Bennett on the show. They have one of the most talented quarterbacks in the state is Engage Slitter, who uh, already has offers for both Montana and Montana State. So a lot of good athletes making their uh, season, and a lot of them senior season debuts here around the state of Montana tonight. So it should be very fun. Alex Eshelman joining us here on the Montana State Minute on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. The Montana State Minute presented this year in part by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV is your home for everything kitchen. JNV, they have three locations in the state of Montana Bozeman, Great Falls, and Billings. If you can't get into one of their stores, though, they also have a great website, jvrestaurant.com. 
any and all your kitchen needs, any and all of your party or event needs, J&V Restaurant Supply has got you covered. Uh, Alex, I was talking about Montana State. We haven't caught up with you in a little while about the Cats. So uh, what was going on this week? I know they had a scrimmage last uh, Saturday, and it seems like now you're sort of getting into end of fall camp and then early game prep mode. So uh, what stood out to you? What were you watching? Who were you talking to this last week uh, with Montana State football? So, Coulter, this is actually our last week for the media um, to – we didn't really get to – from here on out, uh, we don't really get to have the access that we had throughout the, you know, 99% of fall camp. We were there on Monday, but – from that point on, it was uh, it was closed, and they're they're starting their season, um, and kind of wrapped up fall camp. So they were they finished up just some final tweaks uh, early in the week, and then they didn't have practice on Wednesday because it was their first day of school, focusing on you know academics. And then Thursday they started their McNeese prep. So uh, we didn't really get to see much, but it sounds to me that they are full go, getting ready doing their game prep on McNeese. Can you tell any change in the vibe? Or, I mean, it seems like internally Montana State has uh, the utmost confidence. I, I've been very impressed with that. It seems like they've been able to channel mm-hmm. all of the things that happened last year, whether it was the you know debut of a first-year head coach that did very well, the debut of a electric quarterback that sort of took the, the – sort of stole the shoulder in the playoffs uh, – but also, I think that, you know, I talked to Callahan O'Reilly and Willie Patterson and Jeffrey Manning and Ty Okada, right. several of the, the senior guys, and they all said, hey, as good as last year was, it was not the ultimate goal, and we want to achieve the ultimate goal. So it seems like they're 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 doing it in a healthy way, but they're sort of channeling the, the end of last year while still sort of riding the momentum of last year. I mean, do you kind of feel that vibe? Completely. We spoke with Willie Patterson and – um, the question was asked of how, you know, how, how excited are you at this point to get onto the football field and start playing some games? And he, I just, he has such a great personality for interviews and he just said, Oh, I am itching. He's like, I could, I, he said something just so dramatic in the best way. He's like, I could cry. I could cry. I'm so excited to get back out onto the field and, and, start playing with my guys and you can feel at this point in time we're a week out and I think they're just like head is in the game they're ready to go um and I think the rest of Bozeman is feeling like that as well with gold rush around the corner it's arguably the best home game that um that goes on at Bobcat Stadium, so it's it's going to be really fun, and the guys are exuding that that anxious energy to get out there and play a game. Montana State Minute, Alex Eshelman, SWX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Uh, one guy I have not had a chance to see whatsoever in person that I wanted to ask you about is Kagan Williams. I, I know he mm-hmm. comes as a, a highly recruited guy. First when he was coming out of high school, and then a guy who had a lot of interest as a graduate transfer out of San Diego State as well. Sort of just got a logjam there at SDSU with all the great running backs that they've had, most of which went to the NFL. Uh, so what have, what have been your impressions of him? Because obviously that is a huge question mark for MSU, losing one of, if not the best running backs in the entire country in Isaiah Fonse. Who knows when he'll be back? Right. I can almost guarantee he's not going to be back for the opener. So where are we at with Kagan Williams? Yeah, I think you're right on that, Coulter. I don't think he'll be um, – I. 
it sounds to me, um, and you're you're just as in the know as I am with Montana State football, but it does sound to me that Isaiah will be out for quite a few games. But I don't think that this running back group is really phased by that. Obviously, of course, they they love Isaiah and want him to be in and be the leader. He is that the leader of that group. But they also have that next man up mentality. They had it last year. That's carrying over into this year. And with Kagan Williams, he. The, I think the biggest thing with a lot of these transfers, and I'm just going to throw Cleveland Thomas in there as well, is that they bring a lot of veteran experience. You know, they're two grad transfers. This isn't their first rodeo, and they they're coming from higher levels um, of of football to some degree. So when watching. Uh, Kagan, he's just, he's athletic. He brings a sense of, you know, veteran leadership there. He's leading by example. Um, he's quick and um, he looks strong too. I definitely think he's one of the bigger guys on in, in within the running back group. So I'm really excited to see him out on the field. And the last one I'll ask you about is Jared White, because I know he was the, the leading rusher in the scrimmage on Saturday. And if you are the leading rusher in high school, and the high school you cut, you're the leading rusher in your entire area, and the area that you encompass is Dallas Fort Worth. That means you're a damn good player. So, uh, what have you thought of Jared White? Have you got much of a chance to watch the true freshman? It seems like they are pretty, pretty headstrong that he's going to play this year. Definitely, and I think that that's the you know, Coach Vegan always talks about it. Fall camp is really a time to see who, um, you know you know, sort out the depth chart and really make sure who are going to be some of those key guys. And there's been nothing but good things said about Jared White. I think uh, also to your point, the fact that he is coming from the big state of Texas where football is like a religion there. Um, I do think that he will definitely contribute this year. He's been looking good so far um, throughout the time that the media was able to watch him for the few weeks of fall camp. And I mean, you can only go up from here. You're a true freshman. She's Alex Esserman. You can find her every single day, every single evening on SWX Montana tonight. You can also find her several times a week here on Nuana's Now. It's the Montana State Minute. It's presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. Alex, wonderful talking to you. Thanks so much, and uh, we'll see you next Saturday. But in the meantime, have yourself a great game week next week. Thank you, Coulter. Always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. There you go. Alex Esserman. Love having that young lady on the show. She's doing a great job. She is definitely um, just starting to really come into her own on the radio side of things. She's always been wonderfully good on camera, and uh, we appreciate her taking time uh, like she has so generously uh, throughout this fall. Soccer is also upon us. Actually, the soccer is already rolling. High school and college soccer around the state of Montana is underway our Andrew Houghton has an awesome new podcast, Soccer in Snow and Smoke. He'll have a couple, several, maybe even as many as four episodes per month. It's a busy time of year. We have a bunch of fun stuff coming down the pipe. And every couple of weeks, we will play excerpts from that podcast. One of those, our Footy 15, presented by Flanagan Motors, is next. Chris Chitovitsky, Grizz soccer coach, comes on Nuanas now, part of our Footy 15. Keep it right here. CSPN Radio. ESPN Radio Missoula. Please come back to the Wilma. I want to see you. I'll spend all my pesos on it. A little Sturgill Simpson for you here on your Friday. 
I don't know about it for you guys. A lot of people say that Labor Day weekend is the last weekend of the summer, but for me, this last weekend of the summer, and uh, I'm so excited for football. Also so sad that the summer's over, but it's definitely been one of the best summers of my life, and uh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Speaking of summer into fall, how about some soccer? Coach, we had you on a little bit before the season. We got a little bit of a season preview when you were in here with Charlie Vandom. Before you guys kicked off, now you got a couple games under your belt. That's where I want to start this past weekend, the Rumble in the Rockies. And this was an event that's been promoted a lot, really a historical thing. Creighton, Gonzaga, Pittsburgh coming to Missoula for a little non-conference soccer action. So I wanted to ask, first of all, how relieved are you that that came off the way it did? Yeah, extremely. (laughs) Um, At first, I'm like, great, we got Pittsburgh in town, we got Gonzaga, we got Creighton, and then as it gets closer, you start thinking, all right, these are high-level teams, so we got to get some sort of a result out of this and at least put on a good performance. And the the organization, administratively, the sponsorships that we had, everything just fell into place so nicely, and I feel like everybody's leaving being like, we'd do that again. So my plan is 24 to redo it. New teams, Rumble in the Rockies version 2, just continue building this into something that happens every two years, a cool tournament for everyone to come see good soccer. Yeah, and I think people might not understand how important of an event this is. I mean, this is the first time that Montana has had Power 5 team come to Missoula, I believe, in five years since 2017. Mm-hmm. Washington State came over. And this is something that we've talked about a lot here at ESPN Radio on a bunch of other sports. And this is why it's so difficult for the Big Sky Conference basketball tournament winners to get a good seat in the NCAA tournament because... You can't get those power conference teams to come play home games against you. So you're on the road. It ruins your chance of getting those big non-conference results that are really important for seeding. You guys are, are, are starting to do that now. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's been a goal of mine to be able to pull that off. And I can already tell you in the future there's there's more coming out of that, that there were there were already a couple of power fives that were signed up to come out this way, so it's going to be pretty cool. It doesn't seem like a hard sell to me. I mean, I was at the Pittsburgh game on Sunday. There's no better setting, you know. I I know we're Missoula homers here. We've got a bias, mm-hmm. but there's no real better setting to play to come out to experience a weekend, especially if you're a team like Pittsburgh from the East Coast. So, just to run down the results really quickly from the weekend. 0-0 draw against Creighton to start the weekend. Correct. On Friday? Yeah, uh, Thursday. On yep. Thursday. And then coming back against Pittsburgh on the weekend, scoreless at halftime. Gave up two second-half goals against a team that you know plays in a really tough conference in the ACC. Yeah, exactly. Your takeaways from the way, and we'll talk about this more. I, I was at the Pittsburgh game on the weekend, so I've got some takes as well. But, but your takeaway from the weekend. Yeah. Uh, again, really, really tough start to the season because you, you look at when we started last year, we played at Creighton to open the season, and we lost that game 2-1 in overtime. Look at look at that one statistically and watch that game back, and we were not even half as good as we were in this one now. We kept the ball better, moved the ball better, created better opportunities. I was proud of that one. And then we go into Pitt, and this is a program that for four years has been telling me, Chris, when we play Power 5 teams, we want to be able to play our game. We want to be able to maintain our identity. We don't want to drop back in a low block. Okay, fine. So, sounds great. Let's go out and do that. That's what you guys want to do. We're going to do it. So we started off, and there's hesitancy. Everybody's timid, no confidence, not moving the ball well enough. And that water break comes around, and that was the perfect time to just pull them all in, drop the occasional F-bomb, and just say, listen, if you say that you want to do it, then you need to do it. I don't care if you turn the ball over, but do it with confidence. Be brave. Do the things that you're supposed to do because I know you're capable of it, and right now you're not. So if you guys want to play in a 5-4-1 block, let's do it. If not, start playing better. 
and they came out and started moving the ball. Then you look at the second half, we look better, look at the end of the first half, we're creating opportunities. And that's what I wanted, the psychological win to now be able to go into the next Power 5 opponent and say, we've already done this against Pitt. You guys know you can keep the ball. All we have to do is now put it away. So let's clean up that part of the game. That's what we started working on yesterday. So we just got to be better in front of goal against high-level teams because if you don't, you don't score. You don't get many chances against them. It's such an interesting contrast that we've talked about together before. I mean, you have one system of play that you're going to play in the Big Sky Conference in the past, and then when you get to the NCAA tournament, you have to sit back because there's such a talent disadvantage, and that's the way to keep the game close and and maybe try to steal one on the counter, but you're switching between these two systems, and that's such uh, a mindset switch, aside from just the, the tactical responsibilities. Such a mindset switch for these players, so... The act of bridging that gap is, is something that we've talked about and something that you've been working on for a long time so that you don't have to make that huge switch when you're going into the NCAA tournament, when you have the chance to play these Power 5 teams in the non-conference. So uh, against Pittsburgh, it looked like just you know the straight 4 2 three, one, mm-hmm. and not sitting back. Why did you go there? Why? We just we, we wanted to play, and it's early yeah. in the season. Yeah. And you're like, all right, if we lose this game, are we, are we done for the year? Is it over? No, so we're going to try it. Primarily because if it's successful, we do it again next time. If it's not, now when I say we're sitting in a 5-4-1 block, they'll be like, all right, yep, fully get it. It didn't work. <laughs> but it was. It, it's time. There's The first time we played in the NCAA tournament in 2018, I remember leaving that one being like, there's an athletic mismatch. I need to close the gap athletically. Did it look like there was an athletic mismatch against Pitt? Not necessarily. Allie Henrik's doing quite well. The whole team seems athletic and able to hold their own. So now it's just a playing style thing. And we've been pushing that for years here behind the scenes, and I feel like it's getting there. And is this the team that can maintain its playing identity across the board, no matter the setting? Or is it we're up 1-0, you guys go into a mindset of, oh, no, we have to defend it like we did against Weber in the second half for the championship game last year. Maintain the identity, no matter the setting, and play, no matter the pressure. And I'm proud of them for doing that against Pitt. What were some of your other takeaways from the weekend? Maybe, uh, you know, some more individual players. Uh, I thought Kayla Rendon Bushmaker, the freshman, mm. uh, made a really great impact. And, and sort of you talked about the way you pulled them in at that water break midway through the first half. I thought that also gave you the opportunity to make some changes, bring some other players on sort of around that period. That helped, and I thought Kayla Rendon Bushmaker was really one of those, um, and she's a tiny yeah. uh, but she comes in on the left wing and she's really aggressive really proactive with the ball didn't look scared at all mm-hmm. I thought Allie Larson looked really good and that's yeah. a player that that people around here will know because she's been starting in central defense for a while but I thought she looked like big sky defender of the year caliber in in that game what did you see from some of the other individuals oh, it just makes me so happy hearing you say that yeah Larzy's on fire right now um I mean, I, I could go across the board. I feel like Cam's distribution was better out of the back. You could say Allie Henriksen, who didn't play that much last year, came in as playing as the right back against Amanda West, who's out there as that winger, and handling quite well, doing well, and she's just a sophomore. So Kayla did well coming off the bench. Ava's doing well. I feel like the midfield's good. Didn't get to see the midfield too much again because we want to be in a 4-3-3 against a team like Pitt with two 10s who are going to advance those 10s into our back line. We had to be in a 4-2-3-1. That was just going to protect us more. So we had to be a bit more defensive, and that doesn't allow Sky to run the way that she wants to because she has to come back and help in a build-out while on a 4-3-3 with two attacking midfielders. She doesn't have to as much. So it'll look slightly different in the next couple games here because we're going to keep our forwards higher up the field, let the midfielders do what they're supposed to do. 
while, yeah, we, we were a little pinned at times, uh, especially in the midfield. But I think Mace has got quality. Sid's got quality. Maddie Ditta, who subbed on the field, has got quality. There's good stuff in the midfield that I wish we could show a little bit more, and hopefully we do next time. Yeah, one of the other interesting things was, uh, like you said, Sidney Halstein was sort of playing in a double pivot a little bit with yeah. Kathleen Aitchison. Sydney Halstein's your leading returning scorer, I believe, yeah. from last year. Yes. Um, but she looks willing to assume those responsibilities sort of as more of a defensive midfielder in yeah. this game. Yeah, and I watched back the first half, and the, the, the idea was playing the 4-2-3-1, attack out of a 4-3-3. The only way to attack out of the 4-3-3 is once you've win it, if you can cycle it to the center backs, if you can get it to the goalkeeper, that allows us to roll Sydney up to the spot she's supposed to be in, allows us to bring an outside back in if we want to overload the midfield and invert her, and then we can play through the middle a bit more, which you saw happening. I think Sid could have still been a bit more aggressive getting higher up the field, but that, that was the plan, and that's why you saw it sometimes when we wanted. If we couldn't go forwards, we recycled backwards quick and allow the shape to open and get to where it needed to be. And then when we did break through the initial press, there were turnovers and sloppy moments that shouldn't have been there, and that's what we addressed yesterday in practice. We watched the film. We worked on it. We're going to get better at it again today, and hopefully it's cleaner by Thursday. And I guess the other two would be players who have been on the tip of everybody's tongue, Mm. you know, this fall coming into it. Mesa Walters, the New Mexico transfer, and she started as, as sort of the advanced Attacking midfielder position, we saw her out wide a little bit as mm-hmm. well. I think clearly you could see her skill on the ball a couple yeah. of times, and you could see her ability to get into good positions and be able to drive at the defense a couple of times to be able to receive the ball, make the turn, drive at the defense the way that you you want your number 10 to do, maybe just a little bit lacking an end product and making that mm-hmm. final pass. And then Skyly Thompson up top, somebody yeah. who you've talked up a, l- a lot going into this season. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen her written up in the Missoulian, kind of isolated up top in this game. But again, you could see the pressure that she's able to put on back lines when she does have the ability to yeah. run at them as opposed to checking back. Yeah, exactly. You don't want Sky checking back as a nine. Sky should be the type of nine that if you play with two tens, with two attacking mids, Sid, Ditta, or Mace can get the ball, and Sky's job is to just run in behind. And now they're forced to chase because she's a physical specimen. I mean, you see her, the way she presses, right? And now apply that to her running in behind to get on the end of the ball. And if you watch our exhibition against Trinity, that's how we score. Ball drops. Mesa plays a one-time through ball to Sky, who splits the center backs, is gone, and scores. And that, that's our main threat. Watch City play with Holland. It's the same thing. It's you want Gundogan, De Bruyne receiving the ball between lines, and immediately Holland's body shape changes. He just wants a through ball. That's what I want out of our nine. That's where the idea came from, is I want a running nine, not a hold-up nine. And that's different to Alexa Coyle, hold-up nine, turn and shoot. That's different to Taylor Stoganine, hold-up ball, turn, shoot. This is a runner, and that's where I see it going this year for us. One of the best things that's come out of watching your team for a couple of years is seeing how you mold the tactics to the talent that you have, right? And that's what we're talking about here. I mean, last year, it really was attacking from, from wide areas, getting the ball to the wingbacks. You had Taylor Hansen last year. Yeah. Getting the ball to the wingbacks, getting the ball out wide in the attacking third, and then getting it back into the box, whether that's through cutbacks, crosses. But mm-hmm. that was the way you, you built your attack. And this year... You can see it. It clearly is different. There is the impetus to attack through the middle to get the ball onto Mesa Walters' feet in the middle and, and have her be able to turn and create and to have Skyly Thompson run in behind. How difficult has it been to, to switch between those systems? Yeah, uh, the, the winter helps. That's when everybody feels like, oh, what do you guys do in the winter? We play futsal and we introduce these new 
concepts and ideas. You would think a lot of coaches would be scared, though, to, to make that change, to, to take something yeah. you've been teaching for a year. But you do have a lot of time there to sort of implement things. I think you've got plenty of time. Yeah. And then you recruit people who can do it. So you watch Kayla play club soccer, and she is a natural 11 who gets the ball at wide defeat and runs at people. She suits what we do here. That's why she was recruited, because I know the vision of what I want this thing to look like down the road, and you start bringing players in like that. To be honest, I still thought we'd have a target nine, but then moved Skyly there partway through preseason, and the way she was running in behind, and I started seeing some things in the professional game, and I'm like, I like that idea. Oh, my God, we could use that with her. And it's been ever since then, I love the flow. It's so much better. It's so much more aggressive going forwards. It's just, can you find Sid and Mesa? But now you're relying on the back line, and the six has been very good at building to the tens who can then release the 7, the 11, the 9. What a stud. Chris Chudovitsky, one of the best coaches around. Really love listening to him. Thanks to Andrew Houghton for providing that interview. Forty fifteen presented every time we hear it on Nuana's Now excerpt from the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast. Forty fifteen presented by Flanagan Motors. How about some free pizza? Let's get your weekend started off right. About 20 minutes from now, we'll be giving you an opportunity to win some free pizza also, though, Friday night means high school football is back. The Garden City Spotlight kicks off hour number two. Friday, Pi Day, high school football, and a whole bunch more from the University of Montana. Keep it right here. New on is now ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 